Good morning or afternoon whenever you're listening to this, and welcome to the fourth episode of the third season of Not Half Bad, the podcast covering Rutgers and St. John's basketball. I am one of your hosts, Norman, of Rumble in the Garden, and I'm joined by Dave of OnTheBanks.com. Woohoo! It's, um... <laughs> I never know what day it is, but it's right before conference play starts. I think both teams are playing on New Year's Eve, right? No, Rutgers starts tomorrow. Oh, you guys aren't doing a New Year's Eve marathon? No, we have a New Year's Eve Eve marathon Oh, for Rutgers. They play at noon tomorrow against Northwestern. All right. So, yeah, noon on a Tuesday. Noon on a Tuesday. That's um, good timing. That's very American timing. It's like having a, a, a Wednesday night football game. Yeah. Wait a minute. But Rutgers is in the Big Ten. Why is their timing all weird? I, I don't know. You got to talk to the Big Ten about that. Well, anyway. I, I, I am apparently the reason that is still small time. If you read the rivals' message boards today, so nice. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm impressed that you have this much influence. You know, you have the I, kind of influence that. Uh, no, no, that was going to be political, so I won't say that. But yeah, <laughs> you know, there are people that that people think have a, amazing influence, and they just do not. But yes, nope. it's, it's Monday, December 29th, and we are here to talk about, uh, to wrap up the non-conference play for both teams, and to do a quick conference preview and take a couple of user questions. So, All right. not half bad. Mm-hmm. All uh, right. Uh. So, let's start with St. John's. Yes. Because, you know... We like to start with the good stories, not the, oh, kind of stories around here. We'll just start happy and upbeat. Happy and upbeat. St. John's is 11-1, and one, ranked number 15 in the AP poll as of today. It just uh, came out, right? Yeah, it just came out. Pretty exciting time. And Ken Palm, they have the fourth-ranked defense. Um, except for a weird hiccup against Franklin Pierce, they have not allowed more than, 60, or more than 73 points, and that was in a loss to Gonzaga. Wow. Um, they've allowed 57 points or less, actually 57 points three times, which is weird. 57 points or less in the month of December uh, to each opponent. They've knocked off Tulane, Long Beach State, St. Mary's, Fordham, Fairleigh Dickinson, and Syracuse in the Orange Dome, or Carrier Dome, whatever it's called, along with Niagara. So, hmm. yeah, it's been a pretty good year. Um, Chris Obekba's gotten a little better. Uh, the, the, the Red Storm are playing a, a very short rotation, basically six men, and then fingers crossed for when they have foul trouble. And uh, it's working out pretty well. D'Angelo Harrison leads the team. Sir Dominic Pointer is the strong X-factor who's really putting his X on everything. Uh, Phil Green makes some big shots. Uh, Chris is maintaining things in the, in the paint. Uh, St. John's is... Uh, uh, can I, well, I have a question. Okay. What's the deal with Rashid? We'll get to Rashid. Oh, sorry. I always like to ask about him. You always like to, it's like it's like Rashid's your buddy. It's because you're you're from Jersey and he's from Philly. You feel like yeah. you know, it's like the suburb of the yeah. great city of New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. So St. John's is playing a five man rotation, and and we, we, we can five man. Each time you say the rotation, you say less people play for the team. <laughs> <laughs> St. John's actually plays a four man rotation because oh Jamal Branch is really quiet on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, for real though um, <laughs> it's a six man rotation basically and um, so yeah Rashid Jordan he does play he takes a lot of shots when he's on the court 
still turns the ball over a bit and is still kind of um, learning how to harness his skills and abilities into a better form. I think he was very good, though, against Tulane after sitting out a day with uh, the flu, uh, sitting out the um, Long Beach State game with the flu. Uh, Against Tulane, he, let's see, shot uh, 5 of 11, scored 12 points, had 3 assists, 3 turnovers, 2 steals. Um, You know, when he plays, he's pretty effective. He's a long defender who does help to disrupt things. Um, and he can be a, a strong offensive force. Yeah, yeah. Um, he he's uh, from what I've heard, I haven't really seen too much St. John's this year. Um, he distributes pretty well. Yeah, he's he's, he's all right with it. Um, the whole team really is doing a good job of, of sharing the ball, and Rashid's been a part of that. It's not that he's been a, a singularly excellent uh, uh, passer. He hasn't been, you know, making those passes that make you go, damn, that guy good, which he can right. do. And it's, I think, a level or, or a place where he can uh, level up and become a, a better player in the next uh, in the next couple of months for St. John's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, it's, that's that's St. John's. Uh, tell us a little bit about, about a bit about Rutgers. On <sighs> Rutgers has Ponder been a sigh. Uh, I don't because I don't know how to describe them. Like one game, they come out and they look really good, and then they lose to St. Francis of Pennsylvania. Nobody does that. Rutgers did. Yeah, I know. And then they squeak they, by Monmouth. They need a buzzer beater by Miles Mack to beat Monmouth, but. Sandwiched in between there, they played probably their best game of the year and blow out Sacred Heart by 25. And they've also beaten Vanderbilt and they've beaten Clemson on the road. Yeah. Yes. And, and there was, I mean, and, sorry, go on. Their best wins are on the road. That's not a Rutgers team if their best wins are on the road. That's just weird. Yeah. So it does so. seem like there is a narrative where there's a, an issue with effort. Is that a thing? Yeah. The big men, I, I mean, they're talented. But their big men are um, – they like to hang out around the three-point line. They're getting out-rebounded by, like, smaller teams. Is that the girls teams. are? Maybe. I don't know. Or the beers? I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know. But Kadeem Jack is clearly um, not attacking the basket as much as he often – as he could. And J- Junior Itu, the same way, is playing like a wing that's shooting three-pointers instead of crashing the boards and – Attacking the rim, it's, it's very frustrating. I mean, when the threes go down, hey, that's nice. But you're not going to beat many teams that way because you're getting out-rebounded by all the St. Francis's. You know, it's fascinating, actually, looking at the Ken Palm stats. Oh, I love when you break these in. Well, no, I mean, it's, it's interesting, though, because, you know, as a defensive rebounder, you should be getting to, you know, 18, 19% of, your, of the, the available uh, defensive, ball, the, the defensive rebounds that the, right. the opponents misses. And Kadeem Jack's at 13.8. That's a wings level. His, yeah. his offensive rebounding, it looks like a guy who's just hungry for points. Right. Um, Junior E2 actually isn't bad at 19.2, which is a surprise. Uh, but everybody else is kind of pathetic. Greg Lewis, Shaq Dorson, these guys are not getting defensive rebounds. Well, Dor- Dorison hasn't played that much. Um, E2, while not that bad, I bet his number was dropped in the past three games. I wish there was a way to like look back at where it was, you know, before the Manhattan game because mm-hmm. something's going on there where they're just afraid to, to get in there and muck around and, and come out with the ball. Yeah, no, that's true. I think uh, I'm looking at the stats for November, and he was uh, grabbing eight and seven and six and 
and seven uh, defensive rebounds. And this month, he only has one game with seven defensive rebounds, assuming yeah. about the same time and same same pace. That right, does seem right. like a reduced level without you know actually crunching the numbers. Yeah. So I mean, that's a problem. Uh, I mean, yesterday's game against Mammoth doesn't bother me that much. It was at Mammoth. Mammoth um, really hyped it like it was their Super Bowl. You knew Mammoth was going to come out and play hard, and 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 I thought they were going to be. I thought they had a chance. They were favored. Mammoth was favored. That's crazy. Yeah. What kind of world do we live in? <laughs> so I kind of had a feeling that that's how yesterday's game was going to go. And to me, yesterday was the kind of game where you go, all right, just take the win however you get it. Mm-hmm. But the other games, the St. Francis, St. Peter's, you know, those are games you can't be losing. Rutgers missed an opportunity to basically be 10-3 and three in conference. Yeah. And instead they're 8-5. and five. To be sort of fair... At least, again, according to the Ken Palm numbers, St. Peter's and St. Francis aren't that bad. Mm-hmm. They're like in the 140 range, 140, 150 range. Oh, come on. That's kind of bad. Well, Rutgers is at <laughs> 152, so, you know. Oh, they went up 20 spots yes, after winning yesterday. Nice. They were like 176 or something like that. Holy crap. Yeah. So that's where we are. I mean, I, I don't know. So what do you mean? So is is there a quick fix for this or what? No, um, no. There's some warning signs that because there's talent on this team. That's what's bothering me, um, and you see it, it, it break out every once in a while, especially when they follow what appears to be Jordan's half court game plan, mm-hmm. and when they get their hands up. But there's just times the St. Francis game. St. Francis went on a 40 to 11 run over 15 minutes. That's crazy. 40 to 11. <laughs> you know, it's 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 just it's weird and that's a sign more of effort and and just falling asleep in the middle of the game. Against St. Francis they went up 16 and then they decided to stop playing until they were down 13 and then they made a run and tied it and then St. Francis hit a basket late. Is it just because they're trying to play too fast or what's going on? It's it's hard to tell. It just seems like they lose interest. But it's a basketball uh, I, game. How can you I, lose interest? It's like I, your job. Yeah, I don't understand. And and it happens at home. It doesn't happen on the road. I mean, you look at their best wins, Vanderbilt, Clemson, Manhattan. They've only had one real bad loss on the road, and that was Seton Hall because they got blown out. It's it's very strange. Huh. I, I don't I don't uh, yeah, they are. They I don't want to say yet that they're bad. They're just weird. No, this right now this is kind of bad. This is not that's not normal. That's no, not okay. it's not normal and it's not okay, but it's weird cuz your your two best players are your seniors in Mac and Jack and they should be taking over and so far really only Mac has. And even then they're not they're just kind of not that good. Kadeem uh, I mean Miles Mac is shooting 31 32% from beyond the arc. That's you know. Well, he he's played a lot of time with uh, Bishop Daniels. I mean, they're thin at guard, and yeah. Daniels was hurt for four games. I'm sure that hurt Miles' stats. Sure, I don't know. It just it just seems like I don't know. Something, I don't know either. I don't know either. Something weird here. Yeah, and I feel like this team has to really attack the rim. Um, there are rumors that Jordan told the court club uh, that, which is the the booster club that Jordan told them that uh, defenses are packing it in the paint so the big man can't get into the paint because we're not a good shooting team. But you, you, you're you more talented than that. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? You're more talented than that. You, you're more talented than a, a St. Francis or a St. Peter's. You find a way to get in there. Yeah. I'm also seeing that, by the way, that uh, Miles Mack shot two of nine last night. Uh, two of six against um, Sacred Heart. This is from Beyond the Arc. Uh, there's another two of nine. I don't know. This is just weird. It, it is. I don't know what's going on. I, I don't know how much of it is on coaching and how much of it is on personality. I mean, personality. Jack is, was always known to be a guy whose um, maybe attention possibly drifted from time to time. So yeah. maybe there's something going on there, but it can't just be him. It has to be. I don't it know. Seems like, it seems that the, it seems like it. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, okay. With, with that out of the way, the fact that Rutgers is kind of disappointing. What do you think happens in, uh, in conference play? What do you think the future looks like for the next two months, three months, I guess. I, I think I'm I'm looking for hoping they can find a way to five wins somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the talent is there to get five wins. I don't think they necessarily will. I think tomorrow's game against Northwestern, which is not you know the Big Ten's best right now, um, kind of can set the tone. Yeah, uh, they lose tomorrow. I think they're in real big trouble. We're talking like maybe two wins, but. I think you want um, five wins, and you want one of those wins to be a win you can hang your hat on as a coach. Uh, you know, a Michigan State or a Michigan or somebody that you could just upset. You know, Miles Mack and Kadeem finally get hot together, mm-hmm. kind of thing, and you can and you can go crazy. Maybe a but, Maryland uh, on the road. Yeah, yeah. Because everybody likes to beat Maryland. You know, it's just a thing. <laughs> yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I think five wins is your goal. I think you want to try and stay out of the basement if you can. But I think tomorrow and then uh, they followed up with Penn State on Saturday are games that are really going to kind of set the tone of, uh, uh, you know, the Big Ten season. And Penn State's not a bad team right now. They're getting top 25 votes. They're 10 and 2. So Yeah, they've got life. Yeah. So Rutgers needs to be alive. They they need to wake it up. It's a lot of mental, I think. Because I think – I also think that though they don't have much depth, I think Jordan's system with its cuts and its movement is the kind of system that a lesser talented offense can get points in. If they run it right. If they run it right, exactly. So it, when their head's in the game, you know, you see it works. It just seems like they don't want to believe in it the entire time. Yeah, that's tough. I mean, it is a different kind of system, I suppose. You know, it does depend on – passing and cuts and not the kind of, uh, you know, dribble and attacking that I think that they, they did under um, under um, Coach Throwing Things. What's, what was his name? Uh, Coach Mike Rice? Rice. Yeah. 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 They, I mean, that's that's it. I mean, Rice's offense was we will attack the rim even with our guards, and this is more move without the ball, cut, get open, and get a layup. Yeah. You know. So, but the rebounding is, is the biggest problem to fix right it's now. tough one. Yeah, it is. It is. You got to be willing to um, mix it up down low. Thank you. You, you, you got to be willing to fight. Show some fight. That's what you want to see. Yeah. So, what about uh, the Johnnies there? You know, it's hard because I haven't really thought about what the future looks like. This this current stretch is pretty. It's fairly impressive. I think they uh, avoided the trap games against St. Mary's and Long Beach State and Tulane, which I think could have, um, which I think were, were a real worry. Mm-hmm. Because this is a team that in the past th- has just dropped a game that makes you go, why on earth would you lose to St. Bonaventure? Or how right. did you lose to Fordham? How did you lose like that to Fordham? Um, and, you know, Steve Lavin's teams as well have, have had these these points every year where even at UCLA they'd be good 
and then they lose to something ridiculous. I think there was one that like Ball State one year when they were ranked uh, maybe in the top ten. That was just like a who are you? So mm-hmm. the St. John's team, I gotta say, looks like they're ready to take care of business. What that looks like against Big East opponents, where you have opponents that aren't necessarily wow elite top twenty five, but opponents that are you know top fifty. I don't know what that looks like. Every game is competitive. St. John's is really pretty thin. Uh, right. No matter no matter how they try to how they try to slice it, they're playing um, uh, only uh, their their bench minutes numbers are uh, 329th in the country. They're playing like they're playing nobody else. They're playing basically Rishi Jordan, mm-hmm. and they're trying to find some help down in the paint from guys like Joey De La Rosa, who uh, has been doing a good job of throwing his body around, but is a nothing on offense. Yeah. Um, Amar Alabegovic, who just looks like he's not quite ready yet, and Christian Jones, who's also very quiet on both offense and defense. Uh, they've got Miles Stewart in uh, in the mix as well, who can hit some threes, but uh, he doesn't necessarily look ready either. So mm-hmm. they got to roll with this with this six man lineup, and you know I think they've been healthy all their careers. I don't see anybody. Uh, nursing any injuries, but you never know. Injuries can happen. Foul trouble can happen. Um, and style-wise, they're so dependent on the energy of Sir Dominic Pointer. Yeah, he's been crazy good this year playing out of position. Yeah, I mean, it's it's interesting. It almost looks like it's position. He's, right, right. He's basically playing undersized power forward in the way that you need to. He's taking it to people the way that... Yeah. You know, not to say that he's anything like this guy, but the way that Charles Barkley used to, where Barkley would do things where you'd be like, you're not supposed to do that at that position. You know, that he could get off the dribble, he could get up in the air, he could really just, like, just attack everything. Um, and Pointer's really doing that, uh, doing a good job of that. So, all of that is to say, man, I don't know. Right now, St. John's has an elite defense. It is uh, fourth in the country um, mm-hmm. on a per-possession basis adjusted. Um, they're blocking shots as they have. They've been a little lucky in terms of uh, opponents' free throw percentage, so I think that's a place where there's a little bit of regression coming. Um, opponents are shooting 56% on their free throws against them. That's weird. Wow. That's that just is a weird. thing. That's just a thing. Yeah. Um, and... But I do think that St. John's does a good job of disrupting other teams. And they look like they have really bought into what Lavin wants to do. And they've got active hands. They're moving their bodies. They're getting in the way. They're shifting on defense in the way that they didn't last year. Um, Offensively, they're not very good. But they give themselves chances to score by not turning the ball over and by coming up clutch late, I suppose. So, I don't know. I mean, if they can get into transition in every game, they could win every game. If they can't, maybe that those are the games that they lost, lose. Um, I don't think they, they win the Big East, but no. I do think that they are top three, at least right now, given what we know. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm interested to see the Wednesday game against Seton Hall. I mean, Seton Hall's without Whitehead, which I don't think hurts them as much as... Um, their fans seem to think it hurts them. I could see a Gibbs and a Cena taking over, but I'm interested to see how an, basically an undermanned St. John's team, I mean, if they're only playing six players, plays against a, a team with some depth but without their best player. True. I mean, I think Seton Hall is young up front, but I think mm-hmm. they're also effective up front, you know, with Mobley yeah. and, uh, and Angel Delgado. Or is it Angel? Is it Angel? I think I don't, it's Angel I think Delgado. it's Angel, yeah. Um, and Delgado in particular is just a 
damn monster on the boards. And I think that's going to be really hard to contend against. He's Mm -hmm. got the energy that Obekpa has shown on his best days and a little bit more rebounding skill. And I think that that's going to be a real, real issue, keeping him off the glass. Mm -hmm. I also think that, honestly, Kevin Willard game plans St. John's so, so well. I'm a believer. I'm a believer in St. John's right now and Seton Hall. I, oh, think, I, I mean, I, I, th- I, think that, I think that St. John's is really good. I just happen to think that Kevin Willard understands what they're trying to do. Maybe it comes from uh, having coached under, uh, under Patino and having been around yeah. Patino for a long time. He understands fast-break basketball, and he understands how to stop fast-break basketball. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he really can stymie St. John's and force them to shoot. And so far, this isn't a team that can win a game on its offense quite yet. Right, right. It's, it'll be interesting. I, I believe in both teams right now. I'm sold on on both Seton Hall and St. John's. Um, and even I think with even with Whitehead, okay. even with Whitehead, yeah. And I don't say that to disparage Whitehead or disparage Seton Hall. I just think that without Whitehead, Kevin Willard has a well structured team that does what it's supposed to do, and some rebounding and some scoring punch off the bench. With Whitehead, you have this X factor that sometimes turns the ball over, sometimes just. I don't know, like he, because he wants to create, he kind of takes Seton Hall out of their offense, you know? Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know. Seeing him play against Rutgers, he played a real unselfish game. True. A he's real, a good real passer, mature game. Good defender. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got, I mean, he has lapses. And I, I think he has quite a few lapses. But uh, when he's on, I think he can do everything on the court. Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting. But I do, I do definitely believe in both both teams right now. I'm, I'm sold on them, which sold. is a shame because this is finally the year that uh, local basketball appears to be good, and my team is just not. Yeah, well, you know, there'll, there'll be a year, one year. Or... No, I got I to start eating vegetables and doing push-ups and stuff. Yep. da 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 So... All right. So, so yeah. So uh, reader questions. Reader questions. Yes. Or listener questions. Excuse uh, me. Yeah. Mm. Listen to that. Oh, yeah. Um, so we have one. We have two from Jude J. Drizzy. Okay. Midwest Prince. Um, what up? And so we have two from. Did him. that just sound bad? Should I never do that again? No, it sounded great. I think you should do it all the time. <laughs> go call your wife right now and go. What up? <laughs> all right. Go ahead. She'll love you forever. Go um, ahead. So, okay, we have those two questions, and <laughs> and then we have a question from Scott Wasserman. Thank you guys all for listening. Um, where should we start? Uh, we can start with Scott Wasserman because it's more a request than a question. Oh, yeah, that is a request. <laughs> sorry, we, we kind of – sorry, Scott. Scott wanted us to have a Seton Hall guest on, um, but Norman and I really just kind of threw this, this podcast together late and didn't have time to uh, – it's fatherhood for me. I, I, I apologize. It's uh, I'm really out of. Um... Anyway, yeah. So our next question. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so we'll go to Jude Drissy's questions. Um, his St. John's question is: Even if St. John's makes a tourney, is there a chance Lavin gets fired because he has no quality recruits signed? No. Now hold on. No. Now hold on. No. Now we got a response to that on Twitter saying fired. Lucky he doesn't leave for a better job. Oh, now, that's not happening either. Let me let me let me say that at least as I understood it before the season, one of the issues was that I don't know. I mean, there were enough people frustrated with Lavin that he needed to make a run in the tournament 
to uh, build confidence. I don't know how that is, how that feels right now. Maybe with them, with the with the Red Storm being a ranked team and really uh, getting the energy of New York up around St. John's, maybe that's changed. But I do think that to be safe, he probably wants to go and win a game in the NCAA tournament. I hope he wins four. Uh, okay, I don't know. I don't know about that far. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it's an interesting question because I do think that despite all of the excitement around St. John's and the energy around St. John's. I do think that the, the fact that there are no quality recruits signed is an issue. And I do think that, you know, they, they still have Brandon Sampson who might come to St. John's. So that's, you know, kind of a quality recruit. But the fact that next year's cupboard is pretty bare and that he, despite what people say, really kind of punted the 2014 recruiting class after he missed out on... Um, I think it was like Malik Abu, Abdul Abu, uh, who's at uh, NC State. Uh, after missing out on that guy, kind of went into the shell. And I think that's a really weird way of going about recruiting. But, you know, Lavin probably has a plan, and I'm sure it'll work. Still, I think that that's, that's a, there's some shaky ground there, is what I'm saying. But I don't think that he gets fired. Um, I do think that... There is also the uh, the chance that he might ask for a number that St. John's is not willing to give, and some other team. Nah, he's got. It's gonna be okay. And some other team with uh, some other team with deep pockets says, "Hey, uh, we're on a coast. You know, your wife wants to come and act or something. I mean, you know, come hang out with us." And I don't know what what that team is because Cal mm-hmm. is staffed and Stanford is sta- well. Stanford, interesting. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, so. <clears throat> I'm just saying, I wouldn't rule it out, but I think that Lavin feels pretty comfortable right now with uh, how St. John's is playing right right now. If it falls apart, I think that's a very different question. Vitamin water. Vitamin water money. He's good. (laughs) All right. And the other question. Hold on a second. Let me... Ah. Now in the big... Big... What? In that conference with the weird numbers and the letters and the that used to be the Big Ten. <laughs> Just say Big Ten. God. In the Big Ten, does Rutgers have to recruit in the Midwest? Should Rutgers be recruited be concerned about other Big Ten schools stealing from the tri state? Uh I think Rutgers um in recruiting locally it, they can't really anymore, um, until they start winning. Um and I don't think that would matter what conference they were in. I think um, there are a lot. I think, and we've talked about this before. I think there are a lot of AAU coaches and coaches on the East Coast that are close to Rutgers and and know what the um, commitment is to Rutgers in terms of from administration. And I think it'll be pretty hard to land players unless Jordan overachieves. Yeah. So I, I do think they need to go other places, whether that's Florida and Virginia and North Carolina, where they've landed a couple kids. Or to try and go out to the Midwest um, or that sort of thing. But I do think they have to be creative uh, in how they recruit. Um, as for Big Ten teams coming east, I- I'm sure they would love to. Uh, Maryland and-, and Penn State you know, kind of already do. And Izzo and-, and Beeline have some connections here that they could come out this way. I, I don't know how, sh- how if all 14 teams are all of a sudden going to be, you know, in New Jersey and New York all the time, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if they make a little bit more of a concerted effort. 
you know, to come out here. What, what, I, what I would say to that is that, just like you said, Dave, mm-hmm. Rutgers has to dr- address its own problems. I mean, it's not yeah. really about the, the competition. It's oh, about okay. the fact that they need to not stink so that they can get any recruits. Right. Um, and even if they don't stink, they still need to spend some money on basketball as an administration to show uh, coaches that it's not a fluke. Yeah. Hey, you're the problem that they're, they're a mid-major, I hear. Yeah, I am. Uh, small time. My small fault. time. Small time. Despite yeah. the fact that I am uh, begging for Rutgers to break ground on a practice facility, in fact, bought practice facilities for dummies and a shovel to get started. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. It's my fault. Um, yeah, I don't. I mean, I think that Rutgers' recruiting problems right now are just Rutgers because they're not going to be competing for the kind of players that Michigan or uh, Michigan State or. Even Indiana, if they wanted to, want to compete right. for. Indiana is, it seems to be, you know, pretty interested in locking down that Indiana area. Um, yeah. Michigan State is national. Michigan is academic national. They'll go after guys who can, you know, read good. And, yeah. and I mean, most of the other schools, I would say Penn State and Maryland would be the ones that you have to worry about in the New Jersey area. Mm-hmm. I think that's true. I, I, but I think... Like you said, it's more Rutgers problems, and they need to they need to kind of pull a Shiano and and go somewhere else for a while. Yeah, rooting wise. So that's that's what I think. That is what you think. Yeah. Thanks, um, guy who's not on my Twitter screen right now for asking the questions. Midwest Prince. Midwest Prince. Yeah, he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Midwest Prince eighty two actually. Yeah, 82. give him give him a follow. So all right, so tomorrow we've got. Uh, Rutgers in hot action at midday against Northwestern. At the rack. Is anybody going to watch that game? I'll be there. Oh, awesome. I'll be there. Not working this week? Uh, No, I'm off. I'm I'm off till the new year. Excellent. Um, And St. John's, along with all the other Big East teams, will be playing on Wednesday, December 31st. Uh, They will kick off the New Year's Eve marathon against Seton Hall at Seton Hall. And, uh, yeah, the Rumble in the Garden will have coverage. Ooh, is it, will it be you? No, 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 uh, no, 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 no. We've got a uh, we've got a guy in a photog going. So, Ooh, yeah. you're sending your own photographer. We always send our own photographer. You guys are big time. Hey, man, have you have you not seen the, the work from John Alber? He is awesome. We also have Wendell Cruz, uh, who who steps in on occasion. We got some good photos, man. You guys are rumbling yes. in the garden. Where yeah. is that game on Wednesday? Uh, the game is in Newark. Ooh, you could go. You'll be no. Oh no! Well, you know, if <laughs> you went and you su- and you supported St. John's, they would probably start to stink because you know that's what happens am, when you go to Rutgers game. I am pulling for. Oh yeah, did you hear this? I I uh, gave my tickets away for the Sacred Heart game mm-hmm. to a colleague. Not only did Rutgers play their best game of the year and win by twenty five, my colleague caught a free T shirt. Nice. This is cl- it's clearly me. It's I am clearly the reason. It's clearly you. That's the, na- the new name of our podcast. It's clearly, it's clearly you. you. Yeah. Yes. So. But, All right. Uh, I think it's time to, to wrap things up. Um, <laughs> as our, the experienced St. John's and the uh, mercurial Rutgers uh, get back into basketball action. Um, this is not half bad, and this has been not half bad. Um, I, I, you know, take us out, Dave. Take us out. 
All right. I am Dave White of OnTheBanks.com. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, if you're nice, at Dave underscore White. And uh, I'm joined by Norman of uh, Rumble in the Garden. You can find him on Twitter at EcoastBias, um, where he, you know, has a really cool avatar. Yes, it's an awesome avatar, drawn by a friend of mine. <laughs> so, and uh, so hopefully, we're kind of scattershot this year. We're still trying to figure out a schedule, but um, hopefully we'll be back soon to check in on how the games went and maybe yeah. have a guest too. Yes, guests yeah. are awesome. Well, have yourselves a good day, and remember that you can always send us user questions on uh, on Twitter at NHBpod or on um, uh, email at nothalfbadpod at gmail.com. Happy New Year.